You're listening to the Dive Bomb Podcast. G'day and welcome to episode 59 of the Dive Bomb Podcast. We're here with our second half of the double header for uh, April slash May after the long break we had. Uh, we're here to do our Grand Prix review for the Miami Grand Prix, a little Miami heat, as I like to call it. Uh, after some Baku snoozing, we had a little bit, <laughs> little bit of Miami heat to look at. So, um, yeah, I'm here as always with my co-hosts. Start with you, Varun. How's things? Good. Ready for uh, golf season? Ready for? Yep. More F one coming. Oh, yeah. and, Definitely uh, going to be have to be balancing the uh, the F one watching and the golf on Sunday mornings, Saturday mornings too for qualies. But yeah, just not a bad problem to have. Right. I always find that like qualies is okay to be watching at uh, when you're golfing because you can like tune in for like the last couple minutes yeah, of each yeah. each session race. Though you don't want to be watching that. I just course. remember the. I think it was like the first ever sprint race that they had in F one. We were. I remember we we're at the Marshes Hole Four. Yeah, um, Monza. It was Monza. Yeah, yeah. We were, it was Monza. We were yeah. on the Marshes Hole Four. We we're all on the green, and then we just took a little break to. to take we had action. my we had my Bluetooth speaker playing the qualies <laughs> from the cart, <laughs> and then Crofty. Yeah, yeah, and then we had our our. I think that was when Danny team. Rick like he sent it. I think that was like one of yeah. the when yeah he set up his uh, his win right. He set up his win. Yeah, he ended up starting on the front row. I think after yeah. that or top three at least. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, think I also sunk like a twenty foot putt. Just uh, <laughs> right after that, Danny <laughs> right Rick after fired that. you up. Uh, you yeah, and Danny no peaked at the same. Weekend. No video evidence of this one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at least there's video evidence of Daniel Ricardo's win that yeah, weekend. Yeah, but thank you. You guys both peaked at the same time, so uh, <laughs> uh, I'll make. Just wait till next week. And I'll be peeking all over you. <laughs> yeah, we shall see. We shall see. And uh, James heard from you a little bit there, but how was uh, you enjoyed the the Grand Prix this weekend? Yeah, it was weird having it in our own time zone. Yeah, exactly. I want it first thing Sunday oh, yeah. morning. Like this is church, church of the religion of Formula One. Yeah, it but is. I have to, uh, I, I'm an early bird, so can't it's get, tough. Can't, can't be getting too choosy, but I'd almost say 3.30 is a bit too late. Like, yeah, somewhere yeah. in between. Seriously. Is, it just cuts your day right in half. Like, you're like, just give me something that it's like, can settle in, not yeah. 7 a.m., but settle in and then watch it and then have the rest of the day. It's, it's, actually, it's actually a really good question to ask, like, you guys and then all the listeners, too. Like, what would your ideal time, if you could just pick what time everything oh, starts? 10 a.m. 10 a.m.? Sunday morning. 10 a.m. would be perfect. Perfect. 10 a.m. perfect. Like, perfect. An, evening, an evening, like, hockey just wouldn't work on weekends because... On your weekends, like you always have other stuff going on. Yeah. So if since it's a Sunday morning, ten a.m. is perfect. I, I think see. ten a.m. is perfect too because like you can Sleep get the hang, in. you can get the hangover a little bit yeah. cured if you mm-hmm. if you went out the night before. You can get the bacon crispy. You can get everything. <laughs> you can get all the boys a coffee. I was gonna make say, sure you're comfy. Second yeah. coffee deep at this you're, point. You're done by noon, right? And then yeah. You hit the course. Yeah. That would be little, my time. Exactly. Be, uh, ten a.m. You also get to like take in all the pre-race show and everything, which I yes. really like watching. Yeah. But sometimes when it's at like eight a.m., you don't want to get up like that extra half. Speaking of the previous show though, Jensen Button, I think is my favorite. Like, I don't know what the pundit, pundit. 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 I think he's my favorite one. He's Jensen fantastic, okay. fantastic. Also, the s- script on you, eh? Because you hated him. No. no, 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 it wasn't him. It was uh, no, I saw uh, Hill, Damon Hill. The Damon Hill is a wanker. Yeah, yeah, that guy's yeah. a penis. <laughs> but I, thought, I thought you hated both. No, 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 Jensen Button's a beauty. Okay. I, I've always liked him. 2009 World Champ. Yeah, so Damon Hill, if you're listening to this. Fuck you. You're <laughs> way for me. James, is, James is not a fan. No, he's such a dickhead. I hate him. He's even going to read Will Buxton's book that I lent him, and there's a chapter about Damon Hill. <laughs> he going to skip it. Mate, you're not going to get those pages back in the book. <laughs> it could be your toilet paper. 
<laughs> so, yeah, we dig- we yeah no we digress, but uh, excellent way to start the pod. Uh, and also another update for this podcast is we'll be doing this similar to how we did last week with uh, Baku as maybe a lot of you didn't tune in because it was a pretty snoozy race, but we're doing more of a round table so- so, uh, style of podcast now where we obviously, we're going to touch on the major points of the weekend. I'm going to uh, pose some questions to the lads and then hopefully um, just be able to, to s- kind of spit, shoot from the hip, spitfire some questions out um, rather than going through like all the little mundane pieces that we've kind of done in the past. So keep things interesting, keep things quick and uh, yeah, let's get into it. We got Miami heat to look over uh, for me. I'm calling it Miami heat, not because it was warm. Cause it was actually a lot cooler than we thought it was going to be, especially when mm-hmm. it comes to the, you know, going into Miami, we were expecting heat and we were expecting that to really play into the uh, tire strategies and the degradation. And that's kind of why I called out Ferrari for, Last episode, I called them out for definitely going to be sinking. It still hit, and that was without the heat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, they still managed to sink sink a little bit, especially Charles, who we will we will get into chatting about. But um, yeah, so not as hot of a weekend as we would have thought, but still, it, the way, reason that we call it Miami Heat is that, uh, in my opinion, this race was one of the best of the year when it comes to like overtaking and mm-hmm. watching action. There was actually a lot to it, uh, and. When we look at this race, like last year, obviously there's only been one one race here, but it wasn't super exciting. Like they had some moments, but it, um, you know, it wasn't like the most exciting race last year. I remember it being kind of kind of bland. So this year, uh, they brought the I heat. I agree. I remember it not being. Yeah, good I think there was just so much focus last year on everything but the race because it was so new. Like everyone was talking about yeah. the fake marina. All that the stuff, like, like concert. The, the, was it like paint. Tiesto concert? Oh, they also made a few adjustments to the track as well. That probably ended up making it a little bit better racing. So I yeah, mean, we sure. surfaced it this year. Like I think last year was they were just using the original, like whatever yeah. was in the parking lot and stuff. And then this year they, so that probably yeah, you're right. Not yeah. to mention, it's like the drivers have a full another year to like learn the track. They actually yeah. have like f- they've driven it, so now their simulator sessions are going to make more sense. And then on top of that, the midfield itself is closer this year than last year, yeah. way closer than it's ever been. So like. Yeah we automatically had like more overtakes and more more really good racing uh and not to mention the fact that we had an interesting quality session that made for a good race because we had obviously max out of position and a few other drivers out of position so um it was just thanks, set- charles yeah but <laughs> thanks charles exactly and, and thanks max for a little bit of his first real True. big mistake of the year as well so didn't end up harming him in the on sunday but um yeah, just like good to see that we have uh, have some had some racing to watch and some mm-hmm. storylines to look forward to because I feel like other times when we've said that we say like oh we're watching for you know this gonna this person to come through the field or this to happen and then it's just like the drama is relapsed the drama is like yeah. not even close to as good as we thought and this race I do think like I don't think it was a five star race by any means but like definitely three and a half four stars for me yeah. and like the fact that we actually saw a lot of interesting stuff so. Without further ado, we'll get into chatting about the weekend as a whole, and um, obviously there's bits and pieces for from uh, from quality and bits and pieces from Sunday that that are good to talk about. So, first one, we'll start out of the gate hall. We'll say I want to ask you guys what your favorite overtake was of the weekend. I'll say mine first because I don't think either of you will say it, and I don't want to steal your thunder because there are some other good ones out there. Because uh, we did again, we did see a lot of really good racing this weekend. And mine was uh, actually Yuki Sonoda in the second last corner. 
he did a really nice overtake. I think it was like late in the race, like lap 48 or 47. He had a really nice overtake on Alex Albin on the inside before the last corner. And uh, it's not normally a place where like we saw, we saw a lot of issues there in qualities where people were queuing up and almost crashing, but he made that really tight area look really nice and put it on the inside. And uh, yeah, he had an excellent race. And I just thought that kind of like encapsulated his race as well. And I also, I'll just kind of say it now too. Hats off to him. Like yeah. I chirped the shit out of him in our on our, in our pre uh, season kind of podcast, but he's really doing things. Dude, he's been phenomenal. Doing great things with yeah. a, with a terrible car. Like I was my my other question later on. We'll we'll come to it, but basically, yeah, I think he's doing great things with that car, and he's got my my overtake award. And for me, if he if Max didn't get yet another driver of the day, I think he would have been up there. Because he just he didn't end up getting points, but his so out of place the whole time. Unbelievable! Yeah, drive. you're looking at the top ten, and you just see this this uh, the Tauri oh, symbol and like P eight the whole race. You're like, who well, the hell is? And this not dude? to mention he qualified there as well. Like, uh, like he qualified yeah. in the top ten as well. Yeah, so. you know, you know what I chalk this up to? Dan T is in Japan right now, so he's just he's channeling that energy channeling. from Yuki. Just sending it every every little bit of sake he sips. Our producer just sends it. <laughs> yeah, our producer, our producer Dan. and manager, <laughs> yeah, producer, manager, and intro phenom sends the sake to Sonoda, yeah. or he drinks the sake, and that way Sonoda's at peak health. Yeah, he's <laughs> not drinking because there's none left. Yeah, <laughs> had it all. So, yeah. whatever we want to spin it, I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm also gonna need to rewatch the uh, that over yeah, too because I don't recall. Before it I pass it to you guys, if you guys have not watched the onboards that were released, I think yesterday or this morning on YouTube, go watch those. I say it every now and then that there's a race worth watching those top ten uh, onboards, and this one is one of them because I'm gonna jump in when you guys say your pieces about your overtakes, but. There's some epic onboards from from this race weekend, and they have more camera angles now. Like more drivers are wearing that camera that's under their visor now. Mm, like that view every is driver, sick. yeah. And then we have the 360 camera that that they had in Formula E that they only had in some races in F1. And we so, anyways, go watch that video. But I'll pass it on to you guys, uh, James. You want to go first for sure. your overtake? The the one that I have off the top of my head was Verstappen's double overtake. Going, I think it was turn one that he was going into down the main street. Magnus and Charles, they're battling out. He goes way wide right. Like, that was sick down on the inside. I love that. And that I, was, knew, I knew you were going to say this yo. one. And I will say it's the best one on that video because you have the view from each driver. And then the you have um, <clears throat> the view from Max's visor, which is sick because you just see all the cars moving and then him making his move. The best view of it, Charles Leclerc's on board from the front of his car the 360 cam you see like charles come out of tur- uh come out of the last corner and head down the straight he knows he's fucked because yeah. he, he doesn't have drs so he looks in his mirror he sees kevin pull out you see kevin pull out and then he looks in his other mirror and you just see <laughs> oh. max you just see max just dart by him and yeah. like the cam the 3d camera follows max as he goes oh. by and then as he goes by you see, like, the Red Bull and the Haas just, like, racing together down to turn one. Absolutely oh, epic. It is, just, it's like the C's partner come back together. And then like, he's yeah. just sitting there, like, now he's all of a sudden, he went from being ahead of both of them to being, <laughs> yeah. like, the pedestrian watching <laughs> yeah. watching both of them. And 
again, if you need to fall in love with this sport again, watch this video. It giving me chills just bring it up, but you guys got to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I'll uh, definitely take a look. Definitely epic. But the, literally that race weekend turned Charles Leclerc from a racing driver to a cameraman. Oh, like, that, that's all he was good for was having his yeah. car in the right spots for the cameras. But he, that he, was a sick overtake on hards against two mediums as well. Like, let's not forget that. But that just showed how ridiculous that Red Bull is. Oh, for sure. That thing looked like it was shot of a slingshot. Yes, like, yeah. it was nuts, dude, yeah. how fast you just whipped it. So, especially, that, that would be mine for Especially sure. under DRS. That God, is, is ridiculous. Cheat code, so. Yeah, normally you don't even get to see it. DRS is in first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know if blue flags give you that. But anyways, that would be mine. I think you do, but anyways. Fruit? Yeah, I'll go with uh, not necessarily the best, like, skilled overtake of the weekend, but the most opportunistic and just one that stood out, so I'll go with it. It was uh, it was Pierre Gasly, not the one doing the overtake, but unfortunately the one who caused it, just taking his sweet-ass time uh, letting Max go by. Like, don't know what he was thinking there, really, because his race was definitely not with Max. Uh, but by taking his sweet-ass time to let Max by, let George close the gap and ends up letting them both by uh, when he moved over um, so I guess best overtake, or not best overtake, but just funniest in my mind would be easiest overtake probably that George Russell will see in a long time is just uh, that one right there, just on the coattails of Max going right by. A little sneaky sneak yeah. through. I mean, it's good. Again, we have a race where we actually have choice here, which is, is nice. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, seriously. Best overtake for sure. I think James said it. Like, oh, yeah. Can't give Max too much credit, so, you know, I'll skip over that. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah. Give Adrian was, Newey the credit. I think, well, yeah. exactly, but also honorable mention, um, Max on Checo as well. That battle there, we only saw it for one, nice one or too. two laps, but that uh, overtake he did on his teammate was also very, very yeah. nice. So It was just um, unfortunate that in the in the race uh, replay on YouTube, it's spoiled by the that Crofty uh, impersonator's brutal voice. The oh, what oh, I was yeah. complaining to James about. It. I don't even know who he is. The, the F one. Oh, guy. Alex Jakes. It yeah, is him. Okay, yeah. yeah. I just I can't stand it. It's just like if you if you want to have your own thing, that's fine by me. But don't just try to be like Crofty because you're not going to nail it, and it's just going to end up sounding annoying. And yeah, I didn't even hear that to be honest because oh, I, I I don't tune in unless it's the F one feed. Yeah, and I didn't watch the. It's uh, just unfortunate on YouTube. That's the only feed you can get because that's what they. Uh, yeah, the highlights yeah. go on obviously from there. So but Jakes, your Damon Hill status, you fucker. <laughs> him and Damon Hill, Damon Hill are in the bad books but I do actually to be fair I actually like Alex Jakes like he he, yeah. he came up as like I shouldn't say I like him, but so he came up doing the esports commentary and I just I respect that's what it was yeah I respect I that like he grinded to get where he is but yeah don't try to be well grinded. I almost and I, the thing was because I, I knew his voice was familiar too I almost liked him on the on the uh, esports one because it's different it's not F2 formal. as well he did he did F2 yeah. right so but then it's like you hear him in F1 it's now all of a sudden it's like who's this fake Crofty that's just not as good as Crofty yeah for it's sure just, it's not really his fault it's I mean he's a, still better than uh, what's that the uh, Julian world? Palmer man I can't oh, stand yeah. Julian oh. Palmer so <laughs> I'll take it, but... Also, um, Damon Hill's status is bald. should at least say so we don't get uh, the litigation on us. Just, just, uh, our, our opinions do not reflect those of Project Dive Bomb. <laughs> yeah, Except that's true. This is Canadian. Damon Hill, you're a wanker. <laughs> yeah, so my next question is, who do you, who do you hate most in the past? <laughs> um, yeah, so... But yeah, overtakes galore this weekend. It was nice to have, again, a, a 
crop to pick from. Uh, mm. And then Baku, we were expecting it. We didn't get it. Miami, we weren't necessarily expecting a crop, but we did get a nice crop to pick from. And What a cool um, circuit as well, too. A little bit of everything in that. So Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the paddock was, like, in uh, Hard Rock Stadium, which was sick. Yeah, was super was awesome cool. A lot of the, yeah, uh, I mean, the festivities itself were really, yeah. really cool. Um, but, yeah, so... The, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, no, I was back to your point about what a cool circuit. Yeah, we were talking about it, I think, James, on the weekend. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a mix. For me, it's like a mix of, like, Jetta with, like, a lot of really close walls and speed. And then they have that, that sector in the middle that's almost, like, slow speed as, like, Monaco, where mm-hmm. it's, like, you really have to go slow or else you're yeah. going to... But then still also a lot of big paved runoffs, like... Yeah. But couldn't in save the right Charles. spots. Yeah. Save yeah. Charles. <laughs> Turn eight was his nightmare. Yeah. Um, so yeah, before we close the door on kind of Red Bull's weekend as a whole, because obviously we're talking about Max a lot right now and we, when it comes to the overtaking, I did just want to bring up quickly, do you guys think that Checo could have pulled off a win if he'd started on the same strategy as Max? Ooh. I think it's an interesting question. I would say, um, sorry, yeah. just sorry to jump the gun, I'd say yes. Checo is the tire whisperer, and those hards right out the gate, dude, he would have had no one competing with him for first. And he would have just been able to rinse those tires for as long as he wants. Like, we've known him to be able to just absolutely caress those tires into as many laps as he possibly needs. I think, yes, that would be, I, that, that would have been my, uh, my guess. It would have been close. It definitely wouldn't have been as easy an overtake that Max would have had. I feel like that would have been towards the end of the race and it would have actually, like, it would have been 30-something-year-old hards versus two lap old mediums yeah. you know what I mean so yeah no, yeah, yeah I honestly think yes and the it thing about been. it too is like we they clearly didn't have enough data or to, to kind of know which was the better call mm-hmm. and having them both on different strategies you know is that a little bit of Red Bull favoring Max maybe but we don't know what they had when it comes to data but the, the clear like um conclusion was is that the medium tires on high fuel at the beginning of that race were not an easy tire to be on um and the hard tire was the race tire this weekend for sure especially on the high fuel and then max got his mediums on way later in the race and he was already on low fuel and those mediums were way easier to run with so yeah i think it would have been interesting because the first stint for both of them would have been a lot different uh whereas like Checo was just trying to struggle through the mediums and get get by to get ahead. And who's to say that if they both started 1-2, like let's say Max got pole like we all thought he would, and then Checo got P2, who's to say that they both don't start on mediums? They both are going to have to struggle through the mediums on high fuel. So it really would have been a battle there to see like who, who can do it better. I probably would put my money on Max in the long run being a little better still, but I think based on where they started if Checo would have been on hards, like he was way fast enough to be in P1, even if he was on mm-hmm. hards uh, with everyone else being on mediums. And uh, it would have been really interesting to see how he would have managed that stint, like you said, but anything to add, Varun, or? No, you know, no. I think it would have yeah. been uh, an interest, more interesting, but it was Especially still, still after good. like piggybacking off the weekend he just had in Baku, like he just <clears> got <throat> pole, just won the race last weekend after sweeping everything. Yeah. Like, the confidence is all-time high. If they had the same strap, like, it was clear the hearts was the... Hard medium was the, the go-to yeah. for... Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, well, I think, I think Checker would have been... And, and if worst case, it would have been super close at the end. Like, it would have been, yeah. like, nail-biting shit at the end, so... Yeah. And, like... Unfortunate. My way of saying is, like, if they were on... If, he, if Max was on mediums to start and Checker was on mediums to start... 
then that's different than if Checo had to start start on hards and Max was on hards, you know? Like, if they would have both been on mediums, then Max probably still would have made his way through the field and probably would have outpaced Checo in the long run. But if they were both on hards, it would have been another different story because Checo would have had to, like, stay ahead of those on mediums for the first lap. But then after that, he would have overtook them because those mediums really fell off. I think it was, like... You know, like, for the most part, it was like 12 laps and then people were starting to pit. So, yeah. Um, anyways, super interesting. And I still think it's good that we're asking these kind of questions because it's clear that, like, that Checo's actually putting up a fight this year. Yeah. Which is... Yeah, uh, the, more, the more time they're close together, the better for everyone. Because, yeah. like, it's clear the Red Bull is not going to be touched by anyone else. No. So, as long as they can keep it close, that we can get as close of a... Uh, comparison to Rosberg Hamilton as much as we yeah, possibly that can the better for everyone that con- constructors title is over already and all it takes is one weekend where Max may like have some mechanical issues like obviously this Rebel hasn't had a mechanical issue since like Australia 2021 yeah or 2022 sorry I forgot what year we're in he hasn't yet yeah it's ridiculous but like that's all it takes is for Checo to just be like propelled into first so oh for sure he's sticking around and I'm loving it yeah cause that, again, again if that if one Red Bull finishes you can pretty much guarantee they're one or two probably one and if the other one doesn't that's a huge swing of points so yeah you have a good point there but um yeah so that's it kind of for the red bull talk it was interesting to see like max make a mistake in q3 that we don't normally see and end up having to fight through the field like he did but definitely again we talked about those overtakes he made once he got through the field i kind of already alluded to the 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 tire strategy the difference that he had he did get a little bit lucky with being able to uh, make make those mediums work on low fuel late and mm-hmm. really really had a delta to his teammate and was able to pull off the dub so yeah um yeah more interesting race than last year when it comes to that battle for the front but still uh really really well executed and i'd say a little bit of luck on the sunday for max as well so yeah. nice to see um yeah so going to the nightmare that was charles leclerc's weekend <laughs> next um turn eight man he had he had that big shunt in practice. He had obviously the big shunt in uh, qualies as well. Uh, and what a what a humbling Sunday it was for him. We were watching it and just saying like he's so timid. I've never seen him be so timid around a racetrack, and there's obvious reason for that because you know he binned it twice. Yeah. Not to mention once in practice like when you bin a car in practice as a driver of charles's caliber it's really something that is hard to come back from like yeah rookies binning it i feel like they come back they're like okay well it's still shit for still, rookies but still like, shit but they're like when you put it on charles's yeah and he they're yeah their like margin of being a little bit worse is like oh they're still gonna it's be too expected exactly whereas charles it's like he's timid around a track and all of a sudden he's like off the pace completely and doesn't even look like himself so yeah he looked that was probably the worst weekend i've ever seen as a whole by him like i know last year obviously had he's had more heartbreaking weekends like every time he's gone to monaco it's been a heartbreak Um, (laughs) france france last year was obviously a massive heartbreak but for me this was his worst weekend as a whole like if you were to put it all together and look at it i think it was just brutal so uh yeah like that was just kind of you guys have anything to add on that it was obviously tough tough to watch and like he was trying couldn't even couldn't even outpass outpace Magnuson there was so. just nothing positive to look at for him this yeah. weekend it was just one thing after the other like um when 
Were, was it the same turn or uh yeah no it wasn't the same turn that he crashed on right it was the exact same turn both times yeah eight turn eight yeah. both times so that's just i mean i feel like last year like you said he he had those uh few heartbreaking moments but he really didn't like make any he obviously made a few mistakes here and there but never really had like a devastating weekend that was all his fault yeah it was um, more like strategic yeah. stuff from whereas the team, i think so. last year it was i mean carlos had a, a couple of rough weekends where you could say like a lot of the stuff that happened to him was his fault um, but this year it seems like, uh, I mean, Carlos has, has pretty much like done well, like in terms of, uh, his own side of things. Like it, it it's, it's mainly been, uh, the team, if anything else that, that's, uh, hampered him, but like to see this weekend from Charles, especially when, uh, they were hoping to like, it, it's almost like one thing after the other for the red or for the Ferraris where it's like the it's team hasn't been making horrible strategy calls as much as last year. Now it's like the drivers can't catch a break. So yeah. it's just honestly just been so tough for the the Ferraris to put together a complete weekend team round well it's also weird because uh, if you look at it like last year they were title contenders for the first bit of the season yeah so this year they expected to be back there so they're pushing this car on the limit to the max and that's what why we're seeing these mistakes right like they've both said in the media that this car on to be on the knife edge is the hardest car one of the hardest cars they've ever driven. Like yeah. it has the good performance to get that one lap pace, but the margin for error error is so slim that it's so hard for them to really stay like again stay on the track like Charles yeah. did this weekend. Whereas, but again, this this huge pressure to always be on the limit because they're Ferrari. Because last year they were almost title contenders. So yeah. definitely to your point, like the I can see that in in Charles's game and also in Carlos's to an extent. Like he. Had a really good weekend, I thought. Like mm-hmm. he, he's been a, a like a little off and on, and he's I find him uh, he's obviously my favorite driver, but I find him to be streaky. Like he'll have three or four really good weekends where you're like, holy shit! Like this guy could win a race like every weekend he's out, and then other weekends he's just like guaranteed to be like fourth or fifth yeah. in that car. Yeah. But this weekend, I thought he compared. If you compare the two drivers, I thought Carlos was completely better than Charles. Obviously, he didn't have that big shunt in practice, so it gave him a lot more confidence, but. He had a great weekend up until he still did end up making a mistake. He takes a, and that's my next point as well, speeding oh, in yeah. the pit lane penalty. Yeah, I oh, forgot about that. And takes him out of like a chance to have a podium where yeah. obviously I mentioned it last weekend that they were going to be extre- they were going to be extremely hard pressed to get on the podium with their degradation issues in Miami. And they were. And the fact that he even had a chance to be on the podium yeah. was awesome. And they, I don't think, I still don't think he would have done it, but he would have finished at least one space higher if he didn't take that penalty. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just such a tough, tough season so far for them. And um, yeah, we've been saying it. I feel like for like <laughs> every episode since like well, France of last year, just how sad it is. Or just to summarize, Monaco like, Ferrari's picture, it's like they can't get everything clicking on the same page at the same time. Like they'll have, yeah. they'll have everything different uh go wrong at different times and it's just like they can't put it all together even though like all the pieces are there it's just it's tough to watch honestly yeah for sure no it's like and some things can be great and then they can't get the crucial things going so um yeah i mean it's still it shows like how much of a battle this sport is to try to get to that that top position where red bull is right now they they're trying so hard and it's obviously going to take a lot of time, like Still James mentioned. Left, though. Well, and yeah, and James mentioned it too at the start of the season. Like it, the new boss in there as well. It takes time yeah. for his like what new are changes, new changes, and stuff. Yeah, everything, I mean, yeah. everything. The the direction of the team 
it's going to take a while for that to come into place. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what? We can continue to hope. I, I still, I think everyone hopes for like Ferrari oh, to be more competitive. Yeah. Obviously. Ferrari at the top is just good for everyone. <clears throat> yeah, like last year was at the start of the year. Oh, like the my. first half of last year was God. one of the, the probably the most fun I've had watching F one. So yeah. hopefully we can get back to that sooner. And I, we do have an Italian race coming up, so that would just be great timing for the the Tifosi to get rewarded for their yeah. patience. We could see a Ferrari win in Italy. Oh yeah. That would be ridiculous, dude. I think the last time was Charles, though, right? 2019? Yeah, yeah. it would have been Monza 2019. Yeah. And before that was... like 2020 was uh, an Italian team, but not... Oh, well, yeah, Pierre Gasly. Gasly. Yeah, Pierre Gasly. Yeah. Um, not quite the one that the fans wanted. Yeah, and exactly. especially with, with two Italian races this year. Or maybe even three, you know? Two. No, there's two. Emola and uh, yeah. Monza. Yeah, it would be great yeah. to see both uh, drivers getting a chance at the top of the podium. But let's, you know, baby steps, get one of them up there first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, like... Consistently, consistently, even battling with the Aston because we're seeing on Sundays that the Aston is yeah. just so good on its tires and yeah. so good on the long run that the Ferrari might be good on single lap pace. But even in the race, you could pretty much bet on that Aston yeah. being in front of them in most circuits. Yeah. So um, yeah, if they can, if they can just figure out their Sundays, they're gonna have a lot better time. Obviously, being able to to keep pace with the, the Aston Martin and. Hopefully the Red Bull someday, <laughs> someday yeah. somewhere. But uh, it's just unfortunate we go yeah. from one regs to the next, where there's just one team so much better than everyone else. Yeah, it yeah. really deflates a lot of it. But yeah, hopefully we'll get the. It would be interesting charity. if like it would obviously you can't hindsight's twenty twenty, but like what if Red Bull didn't nail it and then we had like because. Everyone but Red Bull. Could you imagine if we had that grid? Like, take Red Bull totally out oh, right now. Oh, it'd be you're, fantastic. You're you're watching like three teams three battle teams for first. Battle for first. So, yeah. like, it almost worked. <laughs> the yeah. And then and then the others, what it would be, six teams battling for like points. Exactly. Like, it would be From crazy. Six to, yeah. to tenth or whatever. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Basically, the uh, idea is we should cancel Red Bull out of Red. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> take the, we'll take just, a year off. Just do, just off. do it how like uh, how FanDuel does it and just do title without the Red Bulls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bet three six five title race winner without Max Verstappen. Yeah. 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 Used to be Lewis back in the day, but anyways, yeah. So the real ones. Hoping no. again, like we talked about last episode too. Just continue to hope for that battle to get closer at the front, and yeah. uh, brings me to my next point, which is: Did I ever call last episode? I called. I'm just stroking myself off. I called. <laughs> Ferrari sinking, I called Haas with a good weekend, and I called Aston Martin. Aston Martin was obviously not not a huge shot in the dark, but I called Haas. They were on it from the beginning. I sh- actually, I shouldn't say that. Hulkenberg had a crash <laughs> in practice, and Magnussen had a huge <laughs> spin. But once they got their spins out, their Magnus, Magnus spin, Ma- Mazza spins out, they were unreal. Magnussen puts it on P4 in quality, and they both were look like two of the most... Um, racy cars of the weekend and for K-Mag to end up nicking a point in the end was just so well deserved so yeah um awesome to see them i'm gonna piggyback that too i said alonzo p3 thank you and uh yes one thing i didn't bet anyone, this weekend <laughs> anyone that was listening to last episode if was, you gambled responsibly with our pick you were, yeah. you were a good winner last weekend but i did everything but that pick <laughs> yeah the, uh, the alonzo p3 did hit so um we're doing a yeah. stroke off session. That's one of the exactly myself. Yeah. So I'll keep mine short. Just want to throw it out there. But the next part of that is actually the Aston Martin and the Alonso train. Four out of five podiums this year. 
how much fun is it watching this dude? Man, how much fun is it listening to this dude watching this yeah. dude? He, he's, he's looking at the Jumbotron and complimenting Lance while he's racing. It's, it's incredible. Just, uh, he, he's like, when I think about the personality of drivers on the grid, I almost feel like he's the youngest personality, but he's the oldest man. Yeah. You know, like, personality-wise, yeah. he's the most like the energy. energy. Yeah. Like the energy he's bringing. 100% yeah. agree. And he, he shows so... Like, he's even on TikTok. Like, oh, is, is he? Yo, yeah, he's even well, on TikTok. He makes he's got the, that, that T-Swift energy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that just even further emphasizes your point that he's got that young blood in him right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. The young Spanish blood don't age. He's man. feeling 22, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it's, it's just awesome watching and... Um, he gives a lot of praise to his team as well. Like he clearly made, uh, finally made a good decision yeah. on his team. And <laughs> Only took him into his forties to decide yeah, the right choice. To get the right one again, but um, you know, I gotta commend him. He never gave up, and he continued to come back. Well, he did give up at one point, but he did come back, and uh, it is really cool to watch uh, him this year. And he's definitely been the driver of the year outside of obviously the Red Bulls this year, as yeah, as is evident by his four podiums out of five races. So. Um, yeah, Aston Martin's looking good, and if they can get Lance kind of like anywhere close to him on a consistent basis, yeah. they're gonna have a really nice t- uh, run. This I year. just want to say one thing from Lance's perspective: everyone in Q one went on that second set of softs to get through, and he said in the post race, they did they tried to force him in on the same set of tires, yeah. and apparently it was a full second difference between the new set and what it was the old set, yep. and he was out by like one point one. Yeah, like, oh, oh sorry, one point one to the to the top. So he would have been like top five sort of thing if they put him on the extra set yeah, tires. No. Unfortunate, and then he just got stuck in a DRS train the whole whole time. I wasn't watching him at all. I mean, just kidding, just kidding. You were watching him a lot. Yeah. Microscope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, tough on. weekend from Stroll. He should have been in the points. It's a shame. Well, even but with the race, they'll learn too. from it. They'll learn from it. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, even yeah. with the race too, like I thought he still should have made made his way up into the points. I it was just that, that was, DRS training. Yeah. It was it was yeah. tough to get through. And, and late on, when he was on the top, the mediums on low fuel, he was buzzing too. Like he was. Yeah. If there would have been a few more laps, he might have made it through. But um, he would have had to battle with Yuki, who was also buzzing through the field. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. He did provide with a lot of good overtakes and good racing as well, uh, although he didn't come out with points, as you said. But uh, I think he got the fastest lap, obviously, outside of the top 10. Or maybe Max got it at the end. But oh, I say Max. Max might have got it, but I knew he had it at one point. Um, but, yeah, definitely the Astons are looking nice still. So um, hopefully they they uh, can get a win this year. And that yeah. is my question to you guys for this segment is, do you think they're going to get a win soon? And... Where do you hope they get a win soon? If you do. Thank you. The real question is, is any other team going to get a win? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that should be the real well, question. They're like our only hope, so I just threw them up yeah. there, you know? I, I mean, it has to happen, right? Like, even even guys like Pierre got a win when Mercedes was dominant. Like, things happen, right, out of nowhere. I think yeah. 23 with, races as well. Yeah, with how consistently, especially Fernando, has just been up there. Like, it has, it's bound to happen. Where there's so much racing left, just, you know... Cards just need to fall the right way one weekend for uh, for it to happen. It would be crazy if, like, I think we've seen it happen with a few other teams where it really looked like a certain driver was pushing to maybe, like, have a good result or even a win, and then the other driver just comes out of nowhere and one weekend just yeah. makes it, right? Like, uh, Daniel Ricciardo is the Daniel best example Rick, of that. He's the, he's the best, best example. So, That's I mean, a really good point, actually. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah. who knows, maybe even in Canada, probably, like, the most Canadian team you could 
like if you had to pick in straws there, right? Well, the fact that we could have a chance going to the Grand Prix this year to hear O Canada on the podium. Oh yeah. Is like well, like there play? is a chance of this. That year. is no. That Does is Aston Aston play? Just thinking about it right now. Does Aston That'd play? Canada for the constructor only for sure. No, 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 they're British. They're British, British. Yeah. yeah. When they were racing point, when they were racing point, they I think did it, Canada. I think so, because they were a Canadian oh. team at the time. Yeah. So I wonder what it. I'll, I'll go back and see what Sakir ended up giving us. Yeah. But, but for some reason, that would be crazy. Year. I mean, if if Lance is first on the podium too, then uh, wait. Did the P twos and P threes get there? No, he'd, he'd have the, to win. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a win. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> no, so um, you're talking about when Sergio won his first race. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't okay. No. Okay, so it was probably the British. Well, they, they played two games, though. Got to so the Queen. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah it would no, be the drivers. You would have remembered if it was okay. Yeah, yeah that's true. I was going to say, I feel like I would have remembered it, so. No, for sure. So, um, yeah, anyways, the fact that he could be up there on the podium is pretty cool. And Yeah. Uh, so Canada could be a race, we see. And you do make a good point. Like, Danny Rick, that is an excellent example. Like, everyone, if you were to look at those two drivers, you'd be like, who has a race win? within the last three seasons, Lando or yeah. Daniel, like Lando obviously doesn't and Daniel does. And it's like, that's how it happened that year. And um, yeah, so that, that, that is an interesting, definitely an interesting take. I, I would, would go the opposite and say Barcelona and Fernando would be absolutely oh, epic. Um, it seems that their car is also like suited to that track. So fate is for me, fate's like a little bit aligned. Like they've, it's obviously a warmer track. Um, <clears throat> and it's they're really good in those uh, medium to high speed. They got the downforce down pretty well, and it's not like it's a huge. There's a huge straight to worry about Red Bull, so there's actually a chance Barcelona. So there's I'll go Barcelona, and that is actually soon as well. I think yeah. it's in the next four or five yeah, rounds. Yeah, I want to say. say as well. So uh, yeah, Barcelona Catalonia. Okay, uh, that would I be like epic. that. I would love not, that. Not the Spanish driver. I would want to see win there. Obviously, I'd, I'd love to see Carlos win there, but. Um, if Fernando won there, it would be epic because everyone's got a little love for Fernando this year, I think. Oh. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> for sure. Yeah, but, like, honestly, for how Red Bull's running, something, like, it would they, literally... They pretty much have to DNF. You remember what happened in Spain as well between Lewis and and Nico Rosberg? Oh, yes, yes. It made Verstappen win his little, first ever uh, career W. A little gra- on the grass. Yeah. You- so, I mean... Things are things are coming together. And, well, the other things thing is, is, do you guys think to, another caveat to this question is, do you guys think someone could beat Checo? So if Checo's on the track but Max isn't, do you think someone could beat Checo? No, that rebel's ridiculous. No, the car is just too good. That rebel's ridiculous. You guys are bored. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Well, no, though, wait, it's I'll, I'll still predict both Red Bulls coming together, like James was alluding to. Yeah. That that could happen, and that would definitely. I mean, take both Red Bulls out of the equation. Then exactly. The then give me open. some fucking Fernando doubles. <laughs> That's what I would love. But that <laughs> you're basically little... saying they both have to DNF. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. That is what I'm saying. Or it would have to be like a George Russell Sakir Grand Prix like, where he gets a yeah, puncture a, and yeah, all this issues. All this random stuff that goes on in the background. But they're they're just they're so such a well oiled machine right now. Like I just can't see them fucking it up. No, they're like it's, well, they're just so fast. Like yeah, their pace yeah. is just they could start on hards and everyone else starts on soft. Christian Horner could start his like his youngest daughter and she would win the Mate, race. He could he could <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You ever, you ever seen the Martin Brunner? Martin Brunner, Brunner like, yeah, yeah. She wasn't fast enough to make it to F one. And then it should be like someone should meme that where it's like Shame he wasn't fast enough to make to Formula One and then it, Christian just turns to the camera, he's like 
but I have a fast car and I could just drive it around. Like, yeah. you, I actually think Christian Horner might be able to win a race in this car this year. So. <laughs> like, possibly. And, and it's kind of not proven, but it, it's like goes to your point of we truly believe that they would both have to DNF at this point in time. Yeah. Obviously, five yeah. rounds in, barring a massive upgrade from Aston Martin, which could happen and make them right on the pace of Red Bull. This is a possibility, which is yeah. good. Um, but without that happening, we're literally saying both would have to DNF. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Back to my question, though. Aston Martin, do they get a win this year? Yes, yes. or no? Yes. yes, yes. I want to say yes. Okay. I we're all going to say yes. I want it. I mean, I there's nothing on the line. It's easy to no. just throw it. Throw Don't it even say... <laughs> But, like, Aston. if it was not a possibility, we wouldn't oh, say yeah, yes. I definitely think it's possible. Like, I'm not asking, it's for sure in the I'm cards. Not asking if Alpha yeah. Tower is going to win. No, exactly. for sure in the cards. Yeah. What Patel was saying, like, Danny Ricardo, that was the last thing you expected that weekend for him to happen. Pierre well, Gasly, the last thing you expected to happen. Well, and it's like... Can happen. That, can that happen. weekend, yeah. too, like, McLaren and especially Danny Rick didn't show signs of life uh, to win. Maybe, like, Lando was on, on for a pole here and there, but, like... It was a two-horse race between Mercedes and Red Bull that year, and then they come out with that. Whereas this year, obviously, it we're saying yes to it now, and we're also hoping that in these next few races, we get upgrades on that Aston Martin, and we yeah. actually see... Yeah. That would be the best. That would be the wet I was just going to say one thing. Just remember how that Daniel, Daniel Ricciardo win happened? Verstappen needed to park his Red Bull on top of the Mercedes. Yes. Double DNF. So, that so is if why Lance parks his... Mer- I don't care who does it. Sergeant just fucking said it. I don't care. Sergeant. Just get blue flags as the Bono con all over again. Like, that's... I don't give a fuck how it happens. Give me someone else on the top step. Yeah. So, wow, that's you coming from a max diehard. No, team, you so. guys already... I've already booked the championship to him, so... <laughs> it doesn't... You matter. don't care. It doesn't... One race, you can put that one. I can put that one. But I hope so, yes. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so... I would love to see Aston at the top, too. Yes, I agree. So, pretty much wraps up for that weekend. Does that, do you guys have any other comments for the Miami weekend as a whole before I we look forward to Imola for a just, quick minute? I mean, I think we may have talked about it before we started recording, but just like American races, whether the actual quality of the racing is good or not, and this weekend we were lucky that we did have good quality racing, just it's such, so good for this sport, man. America, the one thing they do so well is know how to promote the shit out of events. Events. Just some of it, events. you know, the pure F1 purists might find some of it a bit cringe, especially when you have like guys like Charles Barkley, or no, who was the guy who called uh, LL Cool J? He was calling uh, like Charles no, Chuck. I don't even know Chuck. Oh, oh, stuff like that. He was right? like, he wasn't he like a. I don't even remember like who the fuck he was. Or yeah. I don't even know. But no, I mean, my point is like, you know. They may not know everything about the sport. We deal with it when we watch hockey. We have to, you know, watch teams like Florida and Dallas who may not know much about the sport, but yeah. they know how to promote the shit out of it, get, like, a good atmosphere going. Uh, I love all the stuff they do with, like, the MLB and football crossovers, too. Like, have uh, have those guys wearing the jerseys, meeting the players. We saw, like, um, Tyreek Hill doing, like, yeah. reflex exercise with Pierre and stuff like that. It's just so good for it to draw more eyes onto the sport and make it – entertaining which is what you yeah. want america's a huge market yeah doing and, a and, job and that's it. the thing like we still have vegas coming up so imagine how oh, i mean i saw it firsthand when i was there last year and they were already promoting it like they had yeah. the guys ripping down down the strip um they had mercedes with like the uh the underglow what i don't even know what it's called but just ripping down the strip some uh guy one of the resorts was telling me that like every resort and hotel on the strip is already booked up and this was a year in advance uh, minimum like 2k a night so yeah it's just great yeah the one thing I was going to say was Christian Horner on part of my take. 
he said he thinks that the Las Vegas Grand Prix is going to be the biggest event of the year. Biggest sporting, sporting event. event of I the year. I could see that. I could 100% see so, that. Like it's, it's, remember, it's a Saturday night race. Yeah. Saturday. And you're not... Not you're Sunday. Not, We're not talking about today and Sunday. Perfect time. I'm talking no. Saturday night. And you're not taking Saturday. up like... You know, like where the Raiders play, you're not doing it in the stadium. You're shutting down the strip, so everyone yeah. in Vegas is going to have their eyes on it, whether they want to you're, or not. You're, you're shutting down the biggest entertainment district in exactly. North America, yeah. and, and an it's F1 not race. even just a big district for Americans. You have people from all over the world there, so yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. There's I mean, not many people in the world that. that don't know where what Vegas is and where Vegas. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a pop culture iconic location, yeah. so. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I think it's it's going to be a really cool race. I don't even know, like, we're, again, we don't even know what the racing is going to be like, but the fact that they're going there is just yeah. epic. Yeah. And it shows that if the U.S. didn't do things right when it came to all this, like, they had the guys doing, like, the combine drills this oh, past yeah. weekend. Oh, yeah, they yeah, did, like, yeah, I saw that. They did, like, quarterback throwing and agility and stuff, so that's fun. Like The Euros cannot throw a ball. No, no, no. They no. really can't. Watching I feel like I feel like F1 drivers, like, they are good at F1 driving, oh, and that's, man. like, that's, that's it. it. And, and golf, and golf. Like, most, yeah. most of them are good at golf. Who knows if they're even good? They well, just some like Some of the golf. videos I've seen, like, Carlos' swing is nice. Lando yeah. has a decent Lewis swing. Has Lewis, has a, swing. Lewis has yeah. an ugly swing. But, but and, like, and even, like, uh, I would say, like, like seven world Lando's players. probably the best F1 golfer I've seen, and he's, like... Like, Carlos. Carlos, yeah. Either one of those two... But they're not as good as, like, even some of the hockey players we see. Oh, so. not even close. And they, they just, I mean, they're, like you said, good at driving. But, like, when you put them in other sports, well, they look really good. I think last year in Miami, there. or maybe it was in Coda, they did, like, basketball shooting. And it yeah, was bad, too. And so that's yeah. just bricks. Like, watching yeah, the yeah. Simon, man, they, I, it's something we take for granted as Canadians, even though we don't focus on basketball that much. Most of us at least did it in gym class yeah, yeah. growing up, but I don't think that's a thing over across the pond. And yeah. watching them shoot basketball is so funny. It's something I never Although they're all of. probably way better at soccer. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. Or football. Yeah. Football. Their feet must be on another <laughs> Yeah, they're not, they're not toe punching it like I am. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, their hands are just used to paddle shifting. That's so it. they'd probably like see us play soccer and they'd be like, these guys are not athletes at all. Not that yeah. we are, but. Um, you might toe punch, not good enough yeah. for you. <laughs> You you against Damon Hill in a penalty kick shootout. Mate, I would break his knee. <laughs> like, I'm not even going for the ball. I'm going cleats, spikes up. So, Fair yeah, enough. definitely uh, as a whole, like, really entertaining weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. The racing was good. The entertainment was good. So Yeah, the yeah. one thing I was going to say, those those intros, tough. Crunch. Well, they were – I thought it was I love fun. the orchestra. The orchestra was cool. I thought it was fine. I think Fernando uh, actually summed it up really well. He said that – like that's fine if you want to do that but it's impeding like it's so close to race time that it's really impeding their preparation so like engineering meetings stuff like this so it's impeding that and like if you're gonna have them do the intros then don't have them do some of the other things so like yeah the driver parade where they all drive around in cars like if you're gonna do the intros then don't do that so it's like to me, I think that sounds fair. Like, yeah. he, he, and he's coming at it. Like, a lot of drivers also had like other comments about it that they hated it. But I think Fernando came at it in a really fair stance. It's like, yeah, we understand that this is like part of the sport and part of like the attraction. But you have to make it fair on both sides. And like, if the drivers don't buy in, which they clearly didn't for that specific part of the weekend, it was it just came off as like fake and cringy, right? So like, everyone else was like cheering, but then the drivers were just like, "Okay, get me out of here," kind of thing. So. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one part that was a bit cringy, and that's that's where, like, to your point, Vroom, like, U.S. does do sports really well, but they do have to take into consideration, like, hey, 
like let's not go too overboard here, yeah you know oh yeah there um, are a lot of casual there's a lot of pressure watching. right like there's a lot of pressure like think about vegas they go overboard for their hockey team like with, yeah. they like for those of you who don't know the vegas golden knights are a hockey team in the nhl and they're google or youtube their pre-game intros they have like people skating around the ice like dressed as knights and like yeah. doing like a whole like LARPing like cosplay <laughs> session out there and so like if you guys are thinking this is cringy for Miami I feel like Vegas is gonna be a whole nother level so oh, true yeah. but yeah, I mean yeah. that's I'm excited I mean, to see it though because yeah. it actually it's is kind of bad right? like it, it goes back to what I was talking about like you need that to draw the casuals in Americans eyeballs. Yeah. Americans love flashy lights just drama things like that right so it's how they it's how they ended up uh, drawing them into hockey and they're gonna have to do the same thing for F1 and we've already yeah. seen bits and pieces of it but and uh, it's, it's especially if like Vroon you're saying if this is now the most expensive race on the grid and the most expensive race to attend like to actually sleep over or whatever mm-hmm. sleep over but like you know what I mean like rent a hotel yeah. they're going to throw everything at it when it comes to that shit so get ready because again those of you that thought Miami were cringy I, I do think that Vegas will have the most of any race of this and this is Crazy to think that this is the hottest ticket in F1, and they've never even raced there. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot. Well, yeah, it's it's about the spectacle. I mean, we've said I've said it a million times already, yeah. but think of Monaco, but just on a different level. You don't go to Monaco for the racing. It's probably yeah. the probably one of the lower ranked yeah, there to flex. quality races on the track. Vegas is going to be the same thing, but it's going to be new. We haven't seen it before, so everyone should be excited for it. Yeah, re- regardless of how big of a fan of this sport you are. Hell yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, last point here, boys, just looking forward to Imola, and I wanted to bring up that there's a lot of big-time upgrades coming to Imola, and one of them is Varun's vibe-checked P1 bet for the start of the season, (laughs) the Merc. They're coming with their... Big upgrade. They actually called me up to tell me it was coming too. Yeah, they called like, you up early. We got you, man. We saw your predictions. We got you. They were even. They were, total. They weren't even going to do it until they knew Vern picked them. People uh, can't so. let them down. They they know to make some drastic changes. So the big questions heading into this year, obviously, we don't know what the changes are exactly and how they're going to affect the car. But that's the big question. What are they? I know there's a lot of like. I think there's going to be a whole new floor, uh, a lot of different upgrades, but. What are, what are they exactly, and how good are they? So, if you guys are looking to tune in next next weekend, I believe. Not this weekend, nope. but next weekend? Yeah, next weekend. Like the May 20th weekend? Yeah. yeah. Um, definitely keep an eye out in practice, in qualities, because let's see if all the work... Because we know this team. They are cutthroat, and they want to win, just like Ferrari. They're also proven with how many titles they have yes. they want to get back on top so unlike ferrari yeah <laughs> i do believe 10 years the yeah, last 10 years yeah, exactly i'll disclose that i do believe that this i don't know if it'll be a good change but this will be the biggest change we see uh on the grid this season so imagine it's just Susie wolf instead of george russell in car two <laughs> it's just... toto in car one and, <laughs> and lewis and it's the car doesn't change they just put new drivers <laughs> Uh, new guys. And the bring, Wolves pack just coming through. Bring Valtteri yeah. back as team principal after his comments, <laughs> after his comments on Beyond the Grid. That was his, uh, that was his pitch to come no, back. No, it's not even Susie Wolf and Toto. The drivers are Valtteri and Nico Rosberg. Yeah. <laughs> so, or Mick Schumacher comes yeah, in and that. wins his first race in Imola. I'm lose my marbles, um, dude. So, yeah. 
big things coming. I'm pretty sure there'll be more upgrades because, again, we had that four-week break in the start of the season here that was a little impromptu break. I think a lot of work's getting done. I think the Astons are due for a massive upgrade. This is still their baseline car. They haven't changed it much. So we're banking on some upgrades for the Aston, the Ferrari, and the Merc. And let's just get things moving up at the top. Let's get another... Even if we know where the titles are going, let's get some interesting maybe changes of a winner here and there. So that's what we're hoping for. We'll see you in Imola, and let's all eyes are on Merc. Safe to say, all eyes are on Toto and the boys. Arrivederci. Ciao.